Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy the boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome, this is the World of Boating, Greg, your first mate, that is me, along with Captain Patrick and Barry the Boater, rounding out the crew today. Uh, Barry is, uh, he, he's just bubbling over right now because he is uh, ecstatic because tax season is over, and as a, an accountant, this is like, I don't know, the uh, heavenly time of year for you, is it not, Barry? It's getting there. Tax season's over, quarterly still have to be re- done by the end of the month. Oh. May's actually the uh, quieter month. So May is really the time where you really get to kick back and relax. But you have your, at least your mindset is off of taxes and onto boating now, at least. And you, you oh, yeah. see the end yeah. of, the light at the end of the tunnel is there. Yeah, uh, I, I went into the garage and stared at surprise and I said, get ready to go swimming, little lady. Aha. Uh-huh. So the light at the end of the garage uh, over top of his uh, boat surprise, little 17-foot runabout. Bay boat. Oh, bay boat, okay. Center console bay boat. All right, we'll go with that. Next week on the World of Boating, the Boat Whisperer. <laughs> what, Barry the Boater? Yeah. You think he, he will, uh, it, it will be like therapy for him, won't it? I'm telling you. Oh, he, yeah. he talks it's, to his boat, his boat talks back to him. It's like uh, a version of... Uh, hold on, hold on. When he talks to his boat is one thing. If the boat talks back to him, he's lost it. Uh, no, it, not he spent true. spent too you... much time at sea. No, it'll uh, be... Uh, 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 it, uh, whoa, 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 hold on. Your yeah. boat talks to you? Uh, I listen to the engine. All it's, boats talk. It's not making the right sound. It's yep. telling me something. Okay. All boats talk, Greg. All right, but they don't speak English. If they speak oh, no, English they, they, back they, to they, you. No, they then. speak boat. They speak boat, which is which is a form of English. You know, when I take a new boat out, yeah. um, I was bringing a 42 back up after the Miami Boat Show, running outside. You know, the person I was with was like, yeah, are you going you gonna to set the autopilot? And, you know, I want to see how you do that. So I'm not setting the autopilot. He goes, why not? I said, because I don't learn anything about this boat. It's a new model. I don't learn anything by setting the autopilot. I know how to set an autopilot. I know how to, I want to drive the boat. I want to have the boat speak to me. I want to know what it likes, what it doesn't like. You want to know, you want to have her or listen to her. You want to be a listener. Yeah. Are, are we creaking? Are we groaning? Are we are we nice and smooth? To Barry's point, you know, are the engines in sync? Um, are we, we got a nice gentle hum while underway? You learn a lot by listening. getting yourself in tune with your boat. You learn nothing by letting the electronics do all the work for you. Mm-hmm. And you so, know me, I'm old school. Even though I'm the youngest person on the show, I'm old school when it comes to boating i i prefer to drive the boat i don't want the computer driving it for me you know i prefer to do all my chart work with an actual chart and a set of dividers um, because it's so easy to punch in a series of numbers and set your waypoints but to actually have a true understanding of navigation uh is becoming a lost art ah so is there a book like uh, men are from mars boats are from chapman's or chapman's <laughs> chapman's <laughs> that's good hmm so uh, Barry knows what I'm talking about. The language yes, I do. of That's boat. a big boat. I mean, a big book. Yes, it is. And, and is there a boat? Uh, 
you know, language uh, thing like that? Is there a book like that? There should be. Port, Speaking starboard, lang- bow, stern. No, no, not, not the lingo, but literally being able to listen other than knowing uh, your bow, like listening like it's missing, uh, you know, uh, uh, firing on the spark plug or something. Oh, you'll you know, know it because usually if you're, again, if you're paying attention to your gauges, now... You'll hear my, things my, like, I'm broke, I'm broke, well, I'm broke, I'm broke, well, no, I'm broke, here, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke. Here's the challenge. Yeah. Modern engines that are controlled by ECMs, they're going to continue to adjust to run. So you may not realize you've got a problem, although everything is so sensor sensitive now that you're going to get a code pop up on your display, whether it's a Garmin display yeah. or uh, a Murphy view. Um, if you're running analog gauges, um, which is my, my preference because it's old school, and if they fail, I can change it out you know, fairly quickly, you're taking a look at your tax if you're running a twin engine and maybe you're really, really old school and you've actually got a synchronizer gauge and you're looking for that that gauge and the needle to be right in the middle between port and starboard. And if you notice that, you know, it's starting to lag one way or the other and the throttles are are still set in the same position, could indicate that you got a problem. And then you'll you usually hear it before you see it. Right. Which you feel it. You'll hear a difference in that harmonic uh balance, right. if you will, yeah. where all of a sudden, one side sounds a little bit louder than the other. But there's no way to get to that point until you have established your baseline communication with your boat. Again, yeah. And the thing is, the way boats are built now, uh, again, making boating more fun and enjoyable and accessible, you know, especially on the larger boats where you can get in and literally turn the key and set your electronics and, you know, off you go. You really don't learn anything about the boat. And that's something that I continue to teach when I'm doing a delivery, which is take some time that that I can show you how to run this boat in an hour, how to run all the systems, everything like that. But getting to really know the boat and know where everything is located and know how it's supposed to operate and what sound it's supposed to make. And, you know, that gives you a good indication if something is wrong. Uh, I'll just throw something simple out there, a water pressure pump. You know, you've got a water system on your boat and you turn that water pressure pump on because you want to have water on demand. And maybe that pump continues to cycle. But if you're not aware that what that that sound is. You don't realize that there's a problem, but if that mm-hmm. pump is continuing to cycle, either you've got a faucet open, a water source open, or you've got a leak somewhere in the system. Yeah. Or if you heard your uh, bilge pump constantly kicking on every few minutes, you know you have a leak in the hull somewhere. Yes. Right. Well, but you would hear this, and if you no. spoke boat, Not you would get it. Not necessarily, especially if the boat's running, you wouldn't hear that bilge pump. What you would notice is on your console, your bilge pump switch, uh, even with the bilge pump off, if the bilge pump is activated via the float switch, a red light should come on on that rocker switch. Well, computers are going to fix all this. No. There'll be an app eventually. No, no there's already no. apps. And a serial uh, just kind of kick in like, excuse me, Greg, uh, my my uh, my bilge pump is still running. Okay, but here's the thing, Greg. If you don't know where the bilge pump is in your boat... I would ask do- Siri. Siri, do- where is your bilge it, pump? It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't do you any good. And if oh. you don't know... The basics of even how to change it, you know, the days of, you know, 32 years ago when I was building boats where it was butt connections, you know, in the wiring harness to these devices, float switches and bilge pumps. Now it's all Deutsch connectors. So you could go to a marina, a, a ship store and buy a replacement bilge pump and, you know, be back underway. But if you're not, if you don't know, if you don't know how many bilge pumps your boat has, some of these boats are set up with two or three bilge pumps. 
and I'm talking about your recreational, let's say uh, 52 feet on down, especially boats that have bow thrusters. A lot of people don't realize if you have a bow thruster, you're required to have a bilge pump up in that area where the bow thruster is located just on the off chance if you start to take in water at that location. But So you get your light goes on, your bilge pump. Well, which bilge pump is it? Which one is activated? I don't know. Most people won't even realize it, and they just continue boating, and then they get into a marina. And they sink. And they sink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it really comes down to, to Barry's point, yeah, the boat will talk to you, you ha- but you have to be open to listening to it. You've got to learn the language. You have to be open to learning about Of your it. boat. Yes. Yeah. You've got to talk boat. Yeah, I mean, you may hear a creak or something like that, and to, to a layperson, it might sound, you know, oh, the boat's coming apart, but to a knowledgeable person, it's like, no, because we, you know, we just took a, you know, a, a swell on the uh, starboard beam, and that's, that's entirely normal. I mean, you're going to get a shake, you're going to get a shudder, it was a pretty hard hit. What was that? Oh, she's just got a little gas. Or, or it may be, like on my boat, my, uh, my deck is screwed down with a bunch of screws, but every now and then, a few of them loosen up, and I could tell... When I'm walking on the deck, I start to hear a creak in one area. I make a mental note when I get home, check those screws, make sure they're tight, that they're not stripped out. Mm-hmm. How are you resecuring the ones that are loose? Well, for this boat, what you're supposed to do is you take the screw out, you clean it off. I have this powder ropaline. It's, it's the material that the boat is made out of, polyethylene. It's a powder. You heat up the screw a little bit with a uh, torch. Uh-huh. Dip it in the powder and quickly <laughs> jam it in the hole. Essentially, it's supposed to weld a new set of uh, threads in there. What are you laughing at? Uh, it's, it's, eh. it, it's I, I'd be dro- probably dropping some 920 or 5200 in there and uh, running the screw back down in. I, I don't know if it would. Or uh, plexus. It doesn't stick to the to the polyethylene. So few things stick to it. That's plexus should. It. Huh? Plexus should. I don't know. I could try. You know, but go. Uh, what I mean, uh, Barry winds up. He's got a small little chemistry lab in his garage. That yeah, he's got essentially, set that's up. it. <laughs> I can weld with my boat. I have a plastic welder that I hook it up to my compressor, and I have this uh, this plastic. It looks like um, like wire for wire welding, but it's the same polyethylene. And what you do is you turn on the compressor, set it down to four psi. You turn on this welder, it looks like an oversized soldering iron, and air comes right out the middle. And it heats up the plastic, and you weld with it. Okay. And his boat, well, she likes that kind of uh, action, I guess. Because he talks boat. More coming up on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hey, boaters, you know there's a lot of things to consider when you're out on the water. But what about when you want to jump in it? Well, like for a snorkel or even a dive. That's just one reason why you, as a boater, should be a member of Divers Alert Network. Dan is your dive safety organization. However, many of the benefits you get from being a Dan member go far beyond in-water activities. Just by being a member of Dan, you get access to 24-hour Dan Travel Assist. This program provides evacuation assistant coverage up to $100,000 when you travel over 50 miles from home for both diving and non-diving injuries. 
When you consider it's just 35 bucks for individuals and 55 for entire families, it's kind of silly not to be a member of Dan if you like spending time out on the water. There's many more benefits, way too numerous to list here. So go to dan.org and get all the info. Whether you're into diving or not, see for yourself why it makes total sense for every boater to be a member of Divers Alert Network. That's dan.org. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department, led by his ex-girlfriend, and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast don't you rock my boat cause i don't want my boat this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, and Barry the Boater. Rounding out the crew today as we navigate the latest boating news and information, and then just a bunch of other stuff that we throw in for uh, color. And uh, I don't know, that what we're talking about now is talking the language of your boat and uh, what, getting it ready for the season or what? Yeah, yeah to, to finish up, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to Barry because he... he even though his boat, uh, 17 foot, is a fair size for a lot of people. And he took the time to learn his boat and learn how to properly uh, repair or uh, make adjustments to it um, while it's while he's using it. So he's not ignoring these things, the, the way the boat's talking to him, and hoping that they fix himself. He gets it back home, gets it in the garage, goes goes around it, and you know addresses those things so that it's ready to go. You know the next time uh, that Greg wants to go down there and go diving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boats, now, boats always ready to go. Right. How does your wife feel about this? Does she feel a little jealous that you listen to your boat more than you listen to her? Uh, no. Okay. That's he. She's obviously standing Be- right because next to I, I've learned from listening to my boat. <laughs> I listen to her better. You do? Oh, yeah. That sounds like brown nosing to me. She is standing right next to you. Come on, now, don't now, lie. Li- listening to your boat, you have to exercise patience, um, a true empathy. You have, to, you have to have true empathy with your boat. Yeah. And to Barry's point, uh, that's, that's true in uh, the relationship that he has with his wife. Hmm. Patience and empathy. You're brown nosing her, too. What's going on with that? that? That's why I'm still alive. 
Good point. And married. Yes. So we'll leave it at that. You know, so, you know, moving off of that, um, in a lot of the country, we're going to get ready to come into boating season. You know, we, we've had, I, I think what you would probably term best a mild winter. You know, there's been some storms up through the Northeast, um, but by and large, you know, it hasn't been that extended, uh, you know, heavy snowfall in the Midwest. So boaters up there are already getting itchy and boats are going to be coming out of winter storage. Mm-hmm. Um, new boats that were ordered are going to get unwrapped and be get and get ready for delivery. Uh, here in Florida, we are blessed, if you will, because we can pretty much boat year-round. Um, so wanted to talk a little bit about getting that boat ready for the upcoming boating season and some stuff that Barry looks at um, because his maintenance is really year-round. But he's probably got a few times during the year where he does a, a uh, an overall cleaning, uh, maintenance. And what things are you looking at, Barry? Well, what I do is I do keep a log, and I do have an hour meter on the engine. That so, I, I need to stop you right there. That is probably the best thing that any boater can do. I don't care what size boat that you have. I'm talking about a motorboat now, something yeah. something that's that's propelled by a motor. Because what that does, it gives you a running history of the boat. And that's something that I also talk about when I do deliveries, which is keep a log. And you know who really gets that, Greg? Um, mm, when I've delivered. Barry. No, when I've delivered. Well, Barry, yeah, but he's yeah. already doing it. But when I've delivered boats and yachts to pilots, because right. they understand the purpose of keeping that log. So, you know. Well, it's after- required for an airplane. But it's not required for a boat. But yeah. it's a great practice uh-huh. because if you're logging. You know, your hours and your destinations. And again, it gives you a great running history, not only of how the boat's performing, but where you've been and what mm-hmm. you've done, how many people you had on the boat, what was your fuel when you started, you know, when you ended, how many, how many nautical miles did you go? You can work out your, your rate of fuel burn. But if you notice that, you know, at, at 50 hours, I had to add a quart of oil, or at 75 hours, I had to add a, a pint of power steering fluid. Mm-hmm. If you're taking that boat into service, to a marine mechanic, you can defer to your log and say, here's what I've had happen over the past year. Um, maybe we want to take a look at these things and make sure that I don't I don't have a problem. Right. You see any trend of uh, an issue here? Or is it, you know who does that is uh, our buddy uh, Captain Walt DiMartini, uh, who it happens to be a former pilot. And who I immortalized in the second book that I wrote, about Keeman Keatley, uh, the private eye from Bravando, Florida. Yeah. But at the name of the book, of course, you won't let me uh, announce on air. Yeah. Well, there's. Uh, but if you go to Amazon, laws. if you go to Amazon. Uh, dot com and just look, uh, search my name, uh, or Captain Patrick. the uh, no, it's not under Captain Patrick. What is it? But under? if you if you look, go ahead, up, plug it. What is it? What is, if you look name? up if you look up Kava Screw, you'll, you'll find the other book. Yeah. Which is the singing pen. The region. The singing pen is. Hmm. That's how. That's what we refer to it. Okay. And, but in that book, I immortalized your friend Koji, who we met down at the Miami Boat Show, right? And Mister Di Martini, because mm-hmm. the character that I created was Koji Di Martini. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. You well, married we got them together. I did, just like Keevan Keatley, mm-hmm. and of course, immortalizing Bill, and as a uh, uh, remembrance to our our friend Scott Keatley, who had passed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so his, his his memory stays alive mm-hmm. uh, in that regard. So 
uh, all yeah. of them very uh, detail oriented when it comes to logging yeah. and, their and, uh, boats. And you need to be. Usage. And even even Barry with a seventeen foot boat, which most people probably wouldn't even bother, does that. So that's a great thing. I didn't mean to interrupt you, keep you from from talking, Barry, but I just wanted to highlight that that is probably the best tool that you can have with your boat is keeping a log. It doesn't have to be incredibly detailed. You can take short notes. Or you can make it as detailed as you want, but if you just take the time to do it, it's it's a fabulous tool to have. Yeah, I love the people right. who take do the log thing though, but then they can't read it what they wrote. Well, that bag of hand, handwriting. My, my handwriting's not great. So ah, what I did see, is, wait. Oh, I created an Excel spreadsheet. Okay, all right. I was going to say you could do. They make apps that you can do that now with your phone too. Yeah, but you know, phones they fall in water, they die. I don't know if you have backups, but. With the Excel spreadsheet, I keep it backed up. Mm-hmm. The point is, is that I keep just certain information, um, you know, how well the boat's running, the top speed it was hitting, uh, what the gas mileage was like p- for that particular day, because mm-hmm. I always top off the tank when I'm done for the day just before I come home. So, so it's always topped off, ready to go again. I got to ask you, how badly does your fuel economy go down when you take Greg out? It's oh, got it's got to oh. be cut by by two. I mean, it's got to increase. I mean, the the fuel consumption. What, what are you talking about? I'm very the, uh, aerodynamic. Yeah. The, the poor boat can't get on plane. It just groans. <laughs> I don't think that's what she's saying. I do not. I mean, she's like, I like him. I like him a lot. Oh, yeah. It's it's not so much you, Greg, as as the 500 pounds of dive gear and lobster catching well, stuff. It could be that. Well, yeah. yeah. When 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 it's loaded down, it's really pushing water. Um, but actually, it does run smoother when I had the dive gear up front because it just cuts through a lot. Oh, and yeah, the boat's right. so light, it just bounces. Mm-hmm. So there, see? A little bit of ballast is a he good thing. He needs me. Yeah. Or I should say, she needs me. Being well, actually, when there's three boat. of us on the boat with dive gear, and I'll tell Greg, I want you over on the port side so that, you know, all three of us are on one side and the boat really starts to list. Until yeah. Greg goes, look, a dolphin, and runs over to the other side, you almost tip over. That's well, that's, right. that's what makes it fun. <laughs> All right, more coming up. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, and believe it or not, even Bill the Engineer has uh, chimed in now, too. Bill, how are you, buddy? I am doing well. Uh, I I hope I missed the conversation because, what? I well, you told me that you guys were going to be talking about what Barry does to keep surprise happy, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to have nightmares. So are we done with that conversation? Oh, heck no. We got way more to cover. <sighs> That's not a one-show kind of topic. It's creepy, isn't it? Barry the boater. No, he talks boat. And you have to keep your, your boat, you got to keep her happy. You got to keep that hull buffed. You got to keep that shaft greased. Hmm. <laughs> She you never just made it down. worse somehow. Yeah. I don't know hey. how, Patrick, but you made it worse. Yeah, that's in, usually in my role. Years I've had, in the 10 years I've had surprise, I've never been left out in the water having to call Boat US. Oh, you just jinxed it. Possibly. <laughs> She's going to get you. Well, I would like to try it at least once, but... Uh, the first rule of boat talk, don't... Never talk about, about it. Boat talk. Don't talk yeah. about boat yeah. talk. Um, <laughs> wait, you'd like to get towed just for once? What, just to... Sh- 
just to uh, show that your Boat US membership works or something? No, you become the center of attention. People are like, oh, what happened to that guy? And, you know. Uh, she, he doesn't know how to talk to his now, boat. Now, usually you, have a, you hang your head low when you get towed in. Ah, okay. That's so a sad day. Okay, so he's prepared at least. He knows how he's going to handle himself when that day comes. That's right. I'm going to just lay down on the deck and, and hide. Hmm. Okay. No, that's a very. It's, it's funny that that's how it goes because you don't do that when you get towed by a tow truck. Not generally. No, because you get to sit in the tow truck. Well, Pull on the when, air when you're getting towed on a boat, you, you're stuck on your boat. Hmm. Okay. So it's kind of like the the ride of shame. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. Patrick's yeah, that, 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 he's nodding like he's done this a few times. Patrick has I, pointed well, and laughed. I, 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 no, I, I have gone out of my way. I once towed a guy down to St. John's from just south of um, Silver Glen, so Lake George, all the way down to Sanford Marina. And he took the long way because he it really went four to abuse, hours. abuse the guy. Then yeah. I pointed at him and laughed. Ah, okay. Well, that's, that's what he does. But he was undertow. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. What is your problem? We had something. I felt it. I felt it on the bow. I felt it on the stern. Then a few more times on the bow and the stern again. Then you flipped me over onto my starboard side. I even tried aft for the first time. I'm on a boat. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, and Bill, the engineer, rounding out the crew today. And uh, we're talking about talking boat and getting towed when your boat, you you know, you broke down the communication between you and your boat, and she decided, uh, you haven't given me enough attention, and I'm well, going to stick it to you and make you that, get a tow. Why yeah. That's why it's, it's shameful when you get towed in. It's because you think about it, if you're towed in, it's either you ran out of fuel Right. Or the boat had a problem and you chose to ignore it because you wanted to go out on the boat or you just didn't think about it. Mm. How is that shameful? Because How is it shameful to ignore a problem and just hope that it takes care of itself? I was married for 20 years. Ah. To a wide variety of women. True. I was going to say, how many times? (laughs) A wide variety. That's collectively. How many I've boats? been married for a total of twenty years. It sounds more impressive when you when you bundle them all together. Hey, yeah, he's been married for twenty years. It only took three women to do it. Is that right or no? I'm or not two? a woman. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I okay. think I was a part of that. Oh uh, well, yeah. yeah. I think that's why people hold their head down in shame when they get towed in. You know, it's like uh, here I am in my big expensive boat getting towed by a little putt putt. Yeah, and it is akin to the uh, the proverbial walk of shame, you know, the morning after thing. Because usually, by the time you're getting towed in, you're hot, You've sweaty. Been screwed. You're. you're <laughs> 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 you should have let me finish. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. I was getting That's to the what point. she said. Um, <laughs> and, and, 
Whoa. Hey, now. And usually your shirt is off because you've been waving it in the air like a flag trying to get somebody's attention. I understand. Yeah. But, um, you know, something that we want to make sure of, when you see a boater uh, out in the water, fellow boater, and uh, maybe they are waving their shirt or uh, signaling, you know, their arms up in the air. Uh, Wave it like you just don't care. You know. First go, check to see if it's female. Go over, approach with caution, but uh, see if there's anything you can do to render assistance. I don't recommend, and most uh, uh, legal authorities would say, it's very dangerous taking somebody in under tow if you don't know how to properly tow a vessel because it would be very easy to swamp your vessel and sink your own boat while trying to tow somebody in. Because a lot of times people will tie off incorrectly and then they'll try to run their boat, you know, full throttle, thinking that, well, I'm just towing something, it's floating up on the water, and you wind up dragging the transom under and you wind up sinking your own boat. Now I'm I'm not an expert. I'm not a captain like like many of you are. Uh, but it seems easy. Don't you just fire the harpoon cannon? Yeah. <laughs> That's the first step. <laughs> Yeah, if you're on the Mary Celeste. Wait, wait. Okay. You're first supposed to yell, there she blows! And That's then you, it. Yes. Then right. you fire. Yeah. Yes. Me and, That's not the first step. Me okay. and Bill are kind of in the... We, we talk a similar version of boat. You, yes. talk, you talk nonsense. But if you don't want to get towed in, what you do is you do some required maintenance at least once a year. Yes. And, and before we get to the required maintenance, let me just say this it is not the job of the coast guard to come out and tow you in um because you ran out of fuel your battery died um or some other if your boat is sinking and taking on water yeah they're coming out and they're gonna probably gonna get a dewatering device on i know bill loves that term but uh, that's what they refer to it as as a dewatering device and help keep you afloat and possibly take you in on tow, or they're going to call a, a uh, towboat uh, business to come out and get you in. It's not. Wait, wait, hold. What is a dewatering device? It's a, a five pump? pound bag of uncooked rice. Ah, that explains it. <laughs> a bilge pump. Okay. I was that, that say. It, it is actually what the Coast Guard refers to it as, as a dewatering. The Coast Guard is still using terminology from 1890. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so it is a dewatering device. Interesting. Yeah, at that time it was probably like a whale bladder and uh, something like that that they used to, uh, you know, pump boats out. Yum. Yeah. Train or train sea monkeys. There you go. Mm. So do yourself a favor, as as Barry uh, has done, um, for the cost of a, a annual uh, tow membership, it is well worth uh, that peace of mind if you find yourself in that unfortunate situation to be able to call them and have them come out and possibly bring you fuel and they won't laugh at you or to, to come out well, not and, to your face and, and bring you in under tow. I, I held a commercial um, membership with uh CETO for quite a number of years. And I actually used them one time bringing a boat into uh, where was I coming in uh, Sebastian and I was down on one engine because I had a uh, transmission failure while en route. And uh, Barry thinks that's your fault. Mm. No, Barry uh, thinks no. that's your fault. If yeah. anything goes wrong on the boat, it's your damn fault. Barry has already said that. Barry, Barry, yeah. tell him. Come on. Tell him. Tell him. It, it, Say it, it Barry. It's, it's it Patrick's be, fault. It would be Patrick's fault if he heard 
something before he went out. Which I did not. Oh, because you weren't listening. No, actually, by the time you, I, you you've already gone on record, Barry, <laughs> when I realized there was an issue, I had immediately shut that, shut that engine down so as not to cause any further damage. So I was down to one engine, but the conditions had deteriorated to the point where I was not comfortable making my entrance into the inlet. So I actually called Sito to come out and almost act as a pilot boat, if you will, to make sure that I didn't wind up on the rocks of the jetty because the way that the current was running and being on one engine having limited maneuverability it was a very real possibility and the last thing i wanted to do was put this uh, million dollar yacht you know up on the jetty so that that's where stuff like that comes in extremely handy and, and if Cito or, or if you don't have Cito or boat us how much does it cost to get a tow oh well Let's see, your annual membership is, I'm going to say ballpark is about 165 somewhere around there. Well, that's a sea tow yeah. thing, but Boat U.S., isn't that part of their membership thing? Uh, tow Boat U.S., well, well, yeah, yeah. But it's the same thing. But the point is, is that if you don't have a membership and you just call out for a tow, it's going to cost you a small fortune. They start the moment they leave the dock. Okay, so it doesn't start when they, their, their fee doesn't start when they get to you. If you need five gallons of gas... Their their time starts from the moment they leave the dock and however long it takes for them to get to you um, and if you need a tow in. So it could run thousands of dollars easily to call for them to render assistance, which is why a lot of people wind up calling the Coast Guard. And again, that's not the Coast Guard's job, if you will, to come out and rescue you because you ran out of fuel uh, or... Uh, you know, you, some something else that you know, other than you're taking on water and in imminent danger of sinking or your boat's capsized, something like that, life threatening. Yeah. yeah, they're they're not coming out for the run of the mill. Um, you know, my the belt broke on my engine, and you know, I, I I can't run my boat. Well, they won't tow the boat in anyhow. Right, they'll take the passengers off the boat uh, to make them safer, but they're still going to call Sea Tow or Towboat US or have someone salvage the boat for them and then it's or up to fire open. the harpoon cannon then it's up mm-hmm. well right. they'll use it for target practice you know you gotta gotta fire off that 50 cal they sometime. got that 50 cal up <laughs> yeah. on that boat, man it's great <laughs> boom 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 like that oh awesome you see just a round skipping across the water hmm. that's a good day yeah it's it's a lot of fun so barry unless what, your boat's at the far end oh true <laughs> yeah well see barry's boat wouldn't sink it could take multiple rounds that's right oh yeah they should, should try that a cheese out. Grater. <laughs> hull ventilation. We try that out. Hull ventilation is what we call it. That's right. So lighten the boat a little more. Barry, what are you looking at doing on your annual maintenance? Now you've got an outboard boat. So what what are you looking at? Well, uh, every hundred hours, I'll change the spark plugs. Uh, I'll change the fuel filter. I'll change the um, water pump impeller. Um, I check the uh, lower unit oil. What I'll do is I'll drain some of the oil out if it looks clear. I may still change it because what you don't want to see is you don't want to see something that looks like a milkshake in there. If oh, you yeah. Do, then you've got other issues. Or um, burnt. I'm, if you drain yeah. it and it smells burnt. And it sm- yeah. And once you've smelled burnt oil, you'll never forget that. And it's smell. like burnt fiberglass. Right. You never know. Or somebody who smokes uh, unfiltered camels. <laughs> and also, uh, I'll pull the prop off and regrease the prop shaft because uh, the last thing you want to have, if you never do that, and that prop gets stuck on there, you're going to have some big bills. 
Yeah, and that's usually when that happens is, you know, you have one of those unfortunate incidents and the prop gets bent and you go to take it off and it hasn't been pulled off in three, four, five years and it is now welded, for lack of a better term, to the prop shaft and you take it to a shop and they go, got good news and bad news. Say, well, give me the good news first. And the guy goes, you're getting a new prop. Bad news is, I got to torch this one off of here. It ain't going to be cheap. I ain't going to be cheap. Okay, they got to pay for my house. Yeah, that's true. More coming up. double wide. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hey, boaters, you know there's a lot of things to consider when you're out on the water. But what about when you want to jump in it? Well, like for a snorkel or even a dive. That's just one reason why you, as a boater, should be a member of Divers Alert Network. Dan is your dive safety organization. However, many of the benefits you get from being a Dan member go far beyond in-water activities. Just by being a member of Dan, you get access to 24-hour Dan Travel Assist. This program provides evacuation assistant coverage up to $100,000 when you travel over 50 miles from home for both diving and non-diving injuries. When you consider it's just 35 bucks for individuals and 55 for entire families, it's kind of silly not to be a member of Dan if you like spending time out on the water. There's many more benefits, way too numerous to list here. So go to dan.org and get all the info. Whether you're into diving or not, see for yourself why it makes total sense for every boater to be a member of Divers Alert Network. That's dan.org. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast guys we have a situation i broke the bathroom how the heck did you manage to do that we ran out of teepee, so I had to use my shirt. Ew. Ew. Well, long story short, turns out that pipes on the boat are not BVT compatible. It can handle tidal waves that the stories talk about. And it can weather any storm. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick. Barry the boater and Bill the engineer rounding out the crew. And we're talking about Barry's uh, boat. And what he does for maintenance as we uh, get into the boating season for his vessel. 17-foot 
Triumph is the brand, which they don't even make them anymore, but it's one of those unsinkable type boats made out of like a billion uh, built cartons or something, yeah. right? They're, they're, every boat is sinkable, just so you know. Well, not Barry's. Every boat is sinkable. Barry? No, this one, it won't sink. See? I've cut, I've cut pieces of the boat out, you know, to fit other pieces of equipment in. And you could throw those pieces in the water, and they float. So there. I, this, this is the kind of stuff that you see in that, you know, that big garbage out in the Pacific, that big circular piece of plastic garbage out right, there. Right, right. The, those the garbage are a bunch island. of triumph boats that's that didn't make it. That's what your boat is made of. It is. That's yes, right. <laughs> garbage. Thousands of milk cartons all molded that's together. Right. Yeah, they said the Titanic was unsinkable. Every boat is sinkable. Well, if it's weighted down, maybe. But not this well, one. for the right amount of money, I'll let you test that theory. Oh, it, well, l- let would, me tell you something. What would that cost? <laughs> yeah, what would that cost? <laughs> I'll discuss that off the air. Because, because <laughs> uh, let me, there ain't a boat built yet that I can't sink. Well, I guess if you were to try to burn it to the uh, waterline, that might work. But even then, the material that melts off will float in the water. The stuff is yeah, but at that point, it's not a boat anymore. It's a gooey it's mess. It's a raft. It, yeah. it, 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 it is a, the great floating plastic Blob. patch. Blob of plastic. So, you it's know, very uh, boating blob. Uh, with, other, other things that I do, um, I also I'll change the thermostat out every couple hundred uh, hours. Um, and then I start going around other things of the boat. Um, I look at my flares. You know, you don't want to have flares that are 20 years old because I guarantee you they're not going to fire. Well, that so, and if they, they pull you over and inspect, if they're even exactly. a, a month out of date, um, you're, you're, they're going to write you up. Yeah, Plus, who doesn't want to blow up their flares once a year? Come on. Well, yeah. That's fun. <laughs> I mean, you're not supposed to, but, you know, during the 4th of July, Heck yeah. you can't tell a flare from a firework. Mm. Now, I usually hold them when I'm water skiing at night. <laughs> Well, you know, okay. I wanted I wanted my but wife not in and his my hand. kids. Yeah, exactly. I wanted my <laughs> wife and kids to know what it felt like when you fired a flare because most what, people at never them do it. Or what? What are you doing? No, we we took old flares and we went over to a lake during the Fourth of July. Yeah, and I had them fire off flares so they oh, wouldn't know okay. what it felt like. So it didn't scare them. They think, oh, it's a gun, and it's going to go boom like a gun. It really doesn't. What, which which flares do you are you carrying? Solus flares. Yeah, the, the uh, oh no, not the expensive solus flares. No, no, no. Well, are you fire? Are you carrying the ones? I mean, of course, solus uh, uh, approved is is really the way to go. Safety of life at sea. Um, right, but those are three, four times as much for one flare. No, these are the um, less expensive. The you know the orange. You use They're the actually orange. just sparklers. They come in a pack of ten, <laughs> along with a couple of those uh, snakes that you can yes. set off on the bow. Well, that's how you patch your boat. Is you set yeah, off a couple true. of those snakes and just let it fill the hole. It, oh, it'll melt. You know something? <laughs> that's not a bad idea. <laughs> uh, well, hey, again, Ford's uh, uh, flares, would, why wouldn't sparklers work, actually? Because they're not Coast Guard approved. <laughs> that's why. Well, no, I mean, Besides as far as getting the, the job that done. comes off of them, because you, you, burn would, a hole you wouldn't know if somebody was celebrating a birthday or if they were in distress. That's why. <laughs> well, there's that. But it would look cool. Is that Stormy Daniels over there, or is somebody sinking? Yeah. <laughs> Probably both. And then, then I also just look at my gear. You know, I carry a lot of extra gear on the boat, and I say, have I used this? Do I really need this? Am I going to replace my whole engine if I'm out here and I'm broken down? And I look at my boat U.S. card, and I say, no. 
So I take some of the gear off to lighten it up a little bit. Yeah, do I really need six spare batteries? Uh, <laughs> you know, but Barry brings up a good point, which is it, we should go through our boat um, on more than one occasion during the year and put your boat on a diet. Excess weight is costing you performance and fuel economy. So if you're carrying gear that you really don't need to have or that you've just accumulated and all of a sudden you realize that I got five anchors in this boat and I got uh, 300 feet of chain for some reason because some guy gave it to me and I just thought it'd be a good idea to have it in the boat. It looks cool around my neck. You got got two toolboxes full of rusty tools. You know, uh, take some time, go through your boat and put it on a diet. Little spring cleaning. Yeah, little spring cleaning. Yeah. And then when we move from the boat, of course, I know, Barry, you're doing your systems checks and all that prior to going out each time. And, you know, if a nav light's not working or a bilge pump, you know, you're going ahead and addressing those before you head out. But then you trail it. Oh, usually looking at, oh, that ain't working. Ah, screw it. Let's go anyway. And that way Only when I'm taking Greg out. Exactly. That's what worry. I was going to say. Well, he's got the depends scuba gear. So, I mean, he's going he's gonna to be all right. He could, well, you could float on him and make your way back. Depends on the passengers. In. Plus, your boat's not going to sink. So, you know. That's right. Uh, but you trailer your boat, so you also have your trailer maintenance, which is why, the, and I think everybody realizes, and although they probably don't do it, but, you know, greasing your bearings, uh, and not just greasing them, but jacking that trailer up and spinning those wheels and listening, again, listening, letting that trailer talk to you, and are those bearings growling, or are they running smooth? What do they sound like when yeah. they're running smooth? Just be silent, and it's... Oh, there you go. Okay, now we yeah, know. Yeah, but, but you won't hear that unless you've taken the load off the wheels. Because a lot of times you could drive on bad bearings and not they really have to be bad before you start to hear them with a load on them. That's a load of you-know-what, too. <laughs> and, and we'll have to leave it at that. So, okay. hey, look, uh, until next week, remember, whether it is sail or motor, life is better, life is better as, as a, a boater. boater. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.